tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa. As Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Monica to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews. You can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for being with me on this Friday. We have all survived yet another week in Biden's America. Congratulations. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Please follow me on social media on Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore, and on Twitter and Truth Social at Monica Crowley. You can also send me an email about this show. The email address is Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. Still getting a ton of your emails. I read them all. I check them all out and I might read one of yours on the show. So keep them coming. Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. We'll get to some of them at the end of the show. Okay, today we're going to have an exclusive and very special interview with country music superstar John Rich. We'll talk to him about politics, the state of the country, and his latest projects, which are really fun and amazing, including a new song called Progress. Want to ask him about that? Very excited to talk with him. I used to see him all the time in New York, and then he went back to Nashville, and then I went into the Trump administration. I haven't seen him in years, so I'm very excited to reconnect with him. Also, like I said, we're going to have your emails at the bottom of the show, so sit tight. First up, though, the Monica Memo. Well, the Biden presidency is an historic catastrophe, as I said last night on Jesse Waters' show, an historic catastrophe. And the wreckage is just in every single direction. 
It's not like he's sucking in just one area. It's not like, well, the economy is bad, but it's kind of out of his control because of the war in Ukraine and the supply chain out of China and all this other stuff. So can't really blame it. No. And everything else is going fine. Rainbows and puppies everywhere else. No. No, the wreckage is everywhere. The economy, inflation, gas prices, the open border, crime, cities in collapse, a woke military, American weakness abroad, enemies on the march. You know, a lot of people are are bringing up the comparison to Jimmy Carter. Biden wishes he were Jimmy Carter, okay? Because Carter was a better president. Horrible, but still better than what we got. Biden is the worst president maybe ever in American history. And, and actually, I think he probably is the worst in U.S. history. It's a combination of his senility, his hackery, his stupidity. I mean, he's always been a dumb man. And the Great Reset, which he is carrying out here at home. So this is all, this is a deadly cocktail for America. And we are all suffering, which is why his poll numbers are circling the drain. He is now at the lowest level of any president at this point in a presidency. Biden is lower than all other presidents at this point. He is now at 36% job approval, and I actually think that's an exaggeration. I think it's more like 10 or 20%. But even if you stipulate that this 36% is accurate, I want to meet these 36%. Who are these people? Nobody can think that he is doing a good job. Nobody can approve of what he is doing. Well, 36%, even if you assume that's correct, it's still an historic low for any president at this point in his term. That's quite a feat. In fact, listen to this recent poll. This is a CBS News YouGov poll. They asked a series of questions. Which of these do you feel describes uh, Joe Biden's actions as president so far? The word effective, do you think that describes Joe Biden? Does not describe him, 62%. Distracted, yes, that describes him, 57%. Incompetent, yeah, that describes him, 51%. You know what, guys, I hear, and and we have talked about this on this podcast, I wish it were just incompetence. Incompetence, you can kind of maneuver around that, you know, you can kind of negotiate around an incompetent president and then you, you get better people around him who change course. I wish it were just that, but it isn't. This is not incompetence. It is deliberate. This last question here in the CBS YouGov poll. Uh, generally speaking, how do you feel things in America are going? Uh, going well, 26%. Going badly, 74%. These are catastrophic numbers, you guys. Three quarters of the American people think we are on the wrong track. And the numbers keep sinking like a stone. It's not just Biden. It's it's how people feel where the country is going, their confidence in the economy. All of these numbers are sinking like a stone because you cannot spin people's realities. So much of this has to do with the weakening economy, skyrocketing inflation, record high gas prices. We hit yet another record high gas price today. 
$4.76 on average, $4.76 a gallon. Every day that goes by, it ticks up. It was just five cents more overnight from last night to today. Another record high with every passing day. Just this week, gas has gone up 17 cents on average per gallon. 17 cents. So you got that, the supply chain crisis, the labor crunch. We are living this nightmare every day, being squeezed between falling real wages and high inflation, struggling to pay for groceries and gas, can't find baby formula for your baby. These are real world crises affecting us all. This is not something that's happening over there or to somebody else. This is happening right now, right here to us. And all of them are man-made disasters. These are all crises of Biden's making, of the Democrats' making. And it didn't have to be this way, but they made it this way on purpose. And now he's out here saying, oh, look, you know, I know things are bad. Feel your pain. But I can't just throw a switch and fix things. Listen. You know what, guys? He can literally throw a switch and fix things by unleashing our great energy sector today. If he reversed his policies and stopped his war on American domestic energy production, he could begin to bring gas prices down and overall inflation. Prices on everything would start to come down. Why? Because energy is built into the cost of everything we consume. So he literally does have a switch to start to fix the crisis he created, but he won't because this is about the fundamental transformation of the U.S. economy and the nation overall. So none of this is a mistake. It's all by design, and they certainly have come too far now to stop. So they won't stop, and they won't reverse. Remember, Donald Trump was not supposed to be elected. The Great Reset here in America and around the world was supposed to continue after eight years of Obama. So uh, Trump put it all on, on pause. And so now they've got to make up for lost time. And that's what they're doing. So they're not going to reverse. Nothing's going to change here. Okay. But when he says, well, it, it's sort of like Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary, when last year she, she was asked about increasing American domestic energy production, and she laughed and she's like, would that I had a magic wand. Ha, 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 ha. You actually do have a magic wand. It's not even magic. It's reality. All you have to do is unleash our great energy sector and get our energy back online. The United States is sitting on more energy resources than any other country on the face of the earth, including Saudi Arabia and Russia. And it's just sitting in the ground because Biden and his crew are all about the Green New Deal, which is just a euphemism for the Great Reset. That's it. So as a consequence of all of these things, things are really dark for the country, but heading into November, really dark for the Democrats. So dark, in fact, that they're trying to uh, change the subject. They want you talking about guns, and after the presumable overturning of Roe versus Wade later this month, abortion. Guns and abortion, that's what they want you talking about. So you're not talking about the economic catastrophe all around you. They want you to be distracted 
forgetting that you can't feed your baby and that you're having a heart attack every time you go to fill up your gas tank. Guns and abortion are us. That's the Democrats. And that's their message for November. It's not going to work. By the way, if they want us talking about guns and abortion, fine by me. (laughs) I'm happy to, to talk about the Second Amendment and the need for it and vote on those issues. Vote on life and and Second Amendment, 1,000%. Bring it. They think it's going to go the other way around. And it's also not going to work, but it's all they've got. So last night, uh, the hair-sniffing weirdo in the White House gave a shameless speech about gun control. Let's hear part of it. This is not about taking away anyone's guns. It's about vilif- not about vilifying gun, o- gun owners. In fact, we believe we should be treating responsible gun owners as an example of how every gun owner should behave. I respect the culture and the tradition and the concerns of lawful gun owners. At the same time, the Second Amendment, like all other rights, is not absolute. We should limit how many rounds a weapon can hold. Why, in God's name, should an ordinary citizen be able to purchase an assault weapon that holds 30 round magazines that let mass shooters fire hundreds of bullets in a matter of minutes. The damage was so devastating in Uvalde, parents had to do DNA swabs to identify the remains of their children. Nine and 10 year old children. Enough. We should expand background checks to be, keep guns out of the hands of felons, fugitives, and those under restraining orders. Stronger background checks are something that the vast majority of Americans, including the majority of gun owners, agree on. We can't ban assault weapons as we should. We must at least raise the age to be able to purchase one to 21. Look, I know some folks will say 18-year-olds can serve in the military and fire those weapons. But that's with training and supervision by the best trained experts in the world. Don't tell me raising the age won't make a difference. Enough. That was a political speech, a partisan speech, and pathetic. He didn't say, let's unite around law enforcement to keep our schools and our kids safe. No. Instead, he went right after the guns of law-abiding citizens. You know what? Biden has trudophilia. He does. He has trudophilia. He loves Justin Trudeau. Find someone in your life who loves you the way Joe Biden loves Justin Trudeau. (laughs) This week, Justin Trudeau, the great pretender and WEF nightmare running Canada, took Canadians' guns away. Biden sees that and he wants to be like him. He's like a, you know, remember the old Madonna wannabes and I was one back in the day. Uh, He's a Trudeau wannabe. He pines for Trudeau the way Johnny Depp used to pine for Amber Heard until Amber Heard showed herself to be a total psycho. Well, Biden pines for Trudeau, but Trudeau has already shown himself to be a total psycho. Biden still wants to sniff his hair and take guns away the way Justin Trudeau just did. He wishes he could do what Trudeau did. Uh, Fortunately, we've got a Second Amendment here which is why they're working around the clock to destroy it. Also, keep in mind, 
These clowns in the Democratic Party let violent criminals back on the street, but they're telling you your guns are the problem. Also, I don't want to hear another word from the Biden family, including the president, about gun control until Hunter Biden is prosecuted for his firearm violation, where he lied on his form and then the girlfriend threw away the gun in like a a random garbage of a restaurant outside. I mean, when he's prosecuted for that gun violation, then I'll listen to Biden on gun control. Until then, forget it. And Jimmy Fallon um, from Fox had a great tweet the other day. And I want to read it to you because it's right on point. And it, it brings together my point about how they want you talking about guns and abortion instead of the catastrophe all around you. Jimmy wrote, Democrats want you to believe that abortion, which is not in the Constitution, is a guaranteed right. But the Second Amendment, which is in the Constitution, could go either way. And then he writes, dude, they're not even listening to themselves at this point. Actually, they are. Uh, Jimmy, they just they just don't care. They just don't care. That's it. Um, so this isn't about saving lives. I tweeted about this yesterday. This is about disarming you. Like all totalitarian regimes, the Biden regime wants you disarmed so they can exercise full tyranny over you. That's all. That's what all of this is about. So they're proposing legislation, but they know that they can't get 60 votes in the Senate. They might try something a little bit more limited, try to get something through that way. We don't know. We'll see how it's going to shake out, but it's not looking promising legislatively. So I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, Meanwhile, they never talk about Chicago or Washington, D.C. or Detroit or San Francisco where dozens of people are shot every weekend and many die, most of them minorities, shot and killed by other minorities. No discussion about that. And these are the cities with the strictest gun control laws. Weird, right? Strict gun control laws don't seem to deter hardened criminals. So strange. Somebody posted on uh, Twitter the other day, and I want to bring this stat to you because it's incredible. So they always talk about how the U.S. has the third highest murder rate in the world. Okay. But if you remove Chicago, Detroit, Washington, D.C., St. Louis, Philadelphia, then the United States is 189th out of 193 countries in the world. All five cities have strict gun control laws and are controlled by Democrats. So if you remove those five cities where the murder rate by gun is just astronomical, and again, it's mostly minority on minority violence, Chicago, Detroit, Washington, D.C., St. Louis, and Philadelphia, you remove those, then the U.S. falls to fourth from last in the world. And these cities, again, all led by the Democrat communists, all led by out-of-control prosecutors, and all with the strictest gun laws. Go figure. These people are shameless in their pursuit of tyranny. So buckle up, guys. It's about to get a lot crazier. 
as we head into November and 2024. All right, when we come back, an exclusive with country music superstar John Rich. We'll talk to him about the state of the country, guns, he lives in Nashville, the economy, what what he's hearing and what he's seeing from the heartland. And we'll talk to him and then your emails coming straight up. Sit tight. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy And you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. Well, I told you we had a very, very special show lined up for you today, and I wasn't kidding. I am absolutely thrilled to welcome a true superstar. John Rich is a country music legend. He is half of the duo Big and Rich, and he is the founder and CEO of Redneck Riviera Brands, which you can find online at redneckriviera.com. Follow him on Twitter and Truth Social at John Rich. I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with me today, John. Monica, thanks for asking me on. It's been a, it's been a long time since I've seen you, but uh, this is great to be able to reconnect uh, this way. And I heard you were in Nashville recently, and I barely missed you, so we'll have to make sure we do not miss each other next time you're in Music City. Well, absolutely. And, you know, we were reminiscing before we came on the air, guys, uh, John and I, and we met... Uh, through our mutual friend, Georgette Mossbacher, and, and we were out on Fox. Maybe we were on an early Gutfeld show together or something. And uh, I remember hanging out with you and just thinking you were the absolute best. So I've certainly missed seeing you in person, John, but it's great to have you on the show today. Well, I appreciate it. Been looking forward to talking with you. Absolutely. And next time I'm in Nashville, and guys, if you haven't been to Nashville recently, you got to go. I told you I was just there for the Huckabee show. Next time I'm hooking up with John Rich, we're going to go to dinner and we're going to Redneck Riviera. And John, you said, <laughs> you said if you go, you have to do a couple of things before you go. Well, what are they? Yeah. So, so Nashville is a drinking town with a music problem. That's what we say about that. <laughs> And it, it, people come here from all over the planet 
to hear live music. So my, my bar down there, Redneck Riviera, we, we literally have live music from nine in the morning till three in the morning. So uh, I say, I tell everybody, drink plenty of water and take your vitamins before you come to Nashville if you really, really want to do this the right way. Yeah, totally. It was actually my first trip to Nashville, John. And I've got to say, I, it was like, you know, when I went to college, we had something called Spring Party Weekend because I went to college in upstate New York. So it literally snowed every day from about October 15th through about May 1st. So like in early May, we would do the spring party weekend. It was like a three-day thing, but it was literally drinking from 9 a.m., as you say, until about 3 a.m., like around the clock. And being in Nashville, that's the kind of sense that you get. You know, I I was outside Redneck Riviera. I'm going in next time with you. Um, But I was just walking down Broadway, taking it all in. The music just pours out of every establishment, and everybody's having such a great time. But there is a lot of day drinking. So so you're right. You gotta you gotta hydrate and take your vitamins. Absolutely, that that's the rules. I love the people that come to Nashville. You saw it yourself. You'll see everything from bachelorette parties to retired veterans walking around downtown in Nashville, and they're all coexisting. Uh, everybody's having a great time together. That music that's the common denominator that just puts everybody in that frame of mind. You feel like you really are free. You're expressing your freedom. You're walking around feeling like an American, you know, it's just a, it's an incredible vibe down there. And my bar, if you're a veteran or active duty, uh, the first drinks on the house at my bar, I think we've now given out over 10,000 drinks on the house since it's been open. That just tells you how many great Americans we've had walk through the front door. Uh, Amen, John. That is a fantastic thing that you do. I cannot wait to go and hang out at Redneck Riviera. Next time, I only had like one day, one night in Nashville, um, and and I I was there to do the Huckabee show, so I didn't have a lot of time. Next time, you and I are hanging out. We're going there with our vitamin vitamin drip, John. That's what we're going to bring in there. Um, As we would say say in Nashville, Monica, don't threaten me with a good time. (laughs) Exactly. Nashville is incredible guys if you haven't been recently you got to go and you got to go check out john rich's bar redneck riviera it's it's incredible the whole place is incredible all right so john there's a lot to get to uh with you today and i do want to talk about redneck riviera brands which has become a, a whole lifestyle brand you do do a lot with folds of honor we'll talk about that as well but i want to get into uh, where we are in the state of the country you know you are in the heartland you are in nashville What's your view of this historic catastrophe under Biden and the Democrats? You know, I think um, people like myself who have been conservatives their whole life and you really, you know, line up with with the Republican Party. And this may not be the answer you were looking for, but I'm going to give it to you anyway, because this is this is what's actually going on. Conservatives every day hardworking, regular people who were conservatives who always thought that the Republicans had their back on these big-time issues are now finding out that a vast percentage of Republican politicians don't have our back, and they don't back up what they say they're going to do when they're running for office, and then we put them in the office, and then they turn around And they play patty cake with the other side. And the further we see those things happening and the further we dig into why that's happening, then you start finding out who's donating to their campaigns and who else they're tied up with. You realize that 
it's really the uniparty. I mm-hmm. think that's the word that stuck with me the most. It is the uniparty. And so as, as Americans, whether you're conservative or liberal, I think we all have to start recognizing, holy cow, this is one big apparatus and all they're doing is using the American people as a ping pong ball for their ping pong match. And they determine who's going to win this game and who's going to win that game before the game even starts. That's how it appears to us. So what I'm seeing on the ground is people who have never, never in their life considered ever being uh, running for an office, a school board position, local politics, state politics, um, regular moms, regular dads, regular working class people, retired people standing up out of their chairs and going, okay, now you've stepped across a line that I'm going to have to do something about this. One of the big lines, it might be the biggest line, bigger than inflation, bigger than, than a gas prices and everything else that's going on is when they stepped across the line with our kids. Mm-hmm. Now I, I've asked myself, what would give somebody the nerve to step across that line. Because if you know anything about a real dedicated mom or a real dedicated dad to their kids, that's the last thing you want to mess with. That, that is a, that's a bad situation for whoever's coming after that kid because the parents will stop at nothing to defend their kids. And so I've wondered, well, why do they have the nerve to do that? And here's, here's the conclusion I've come to. Most of the people that are pushing those, initiatives on the kids in this country don't have kids. They're anti-family. They are, they are pro um, uh, dissolving the family unit. They have no touchstone to what it means to have a kid, to have child, to have a ch- to have children that are totally within your protective boundaries that God put in your custody. They have no touchstone to that. So they have no idea what that feeling even is. They can't relate to what that mom or dad must be feeling when they see something that they consider to be threatening coming across the line towards their children. And so it's really ignorance would be the word. They're ignorant to the fact of how we actually feel as parents. And so here they come and they're coming across the line and they're coming into the yard and and now they're within striking distance of the kids. That is why I believe you're seeing these parents and regular everyday people stand up and do what needs to be done to take back control on these local levels. We never, we never thought in a million years that anybody that, that cared about kids enough to, to run for a school board position, you would think, you know, that, you know, regular reasoning would say, well, they're running for a school board position because they, they love kids and they've got the kids best interest at heart and they're willing to serve on that board. But what we found out is a lot of these people used it as a tactic to infiltrate the school and infiltrate the education system in a town or a county or a state. And now their real initiatives are, are, are coming to bear and we're all seeing them under the light of day. And we all realize we've been asleep at the wheel for many, many, many years and it's our fault and we're the ones that have to go fix it. So I know that's a long answer to your question, but that, that really is the one thing that whether you're a Democrat, Republican or otherwise, if you're a mom or a dad, you've got kids, I promise you, 
you have a lot in common with each other when it comes to their protection. Yes. And that was a brilliant and spot on answer because it covered, it covered a lot of ground, John, but it got to the nugget. It got, it got to the base of what we're dealing with here. And I would just say this, a couple of things to, to everything you just said, which again, spot on. Um, I, I think that parents are going to lead the charge in destroying the Democratic Party come November. Uh, because I think you're right. I think one of the silver linings of COVID is that everybody was stuck at home for so long and parents finally had a chance to see what their children were being indoctrinated with because all the classes were online. It was all remote and the parents are walking by going, wait a minute, you're learning this and you're not learning that? (laughs) And I think a lot of parents were absolutely horrified by that. Then I think they saw that their own government was being weaponized against them when they saw the DOJ, the Attorney General of the United States, who's supposed to be protecting law-abiding parents and citizens, turn the government on parents who dare to show up at school board meetings saying, what the heck is going on? Stop it. And and they were being targeted by their own government. I think it woke up a lot of people when they saw uh, not just the CRT and the the uh, pornography and the trans agenda uh, being shoved down their kids' throats, but also the vaccine mandates, the mask mandates. Do you know, John, that in New York City, the mayor uh, once again has refused to lift the mask mandate on toddlers aged two to four that are not under threat of this virus at all? He just renewed it. it. They're the only group in the country still masked by mandate. It's absolutely insane. This kind of child abuse, though, John, uh, you've hit on a really important point, and I will disagree with you on one word you used. You said they are ignorant uh, in terms of how uh, we feel as as parents about how our, our kids are being treated and what they're being indoctrinated with. I don't think they're ignorant at all. I think they know exactly, and they just don't care. In in every communist country, John, the children are not the the uh, uh, wards of their parents. They don't belong to their parents. They belong to the state. And the state can use those kids for whatever they want, military purposes, uh, Olympic athletes. In, in the Soviet Union, they used to take kids away from their parents and put them in uh, either military uh, uh, institutions where they could groom them to do this or pull them out to be top athletes, and the parents had no control. So I think right here in America, they know exactly what they're doing. You know what? I, you know what? You're right. And so the, the word I should have used probably is they miscalculated what the response would be. Mm-hmm. They miscalculated it. They thought, you know what? We'll just keep beating these people down and we'll just we'll finally get them. And, and they miscalculated because we the people are now standing up. And it's not just it's not just your straight ahead Republicans. Like I said, I know all kinds of I'm in the entertainment industry, so I'm, I'm friends with all kinds of liberal people. And they got kids too. They don't like it either. They don't like it either. And when you see people locking arms that totally disagree on a lot of subjects, but they agree about protecting their kids, you have a you have a serious force right there to push back against against this government. You know, if you can, if you can uh, have the the leeway to teach my kids all the things you just listed a second ago, then you, you know what else they should allow teachers to teach if they want to the Second Amendment. And the benefits of having a concealed weapons permit, 
Let's talk about that for a minute. That's in the that's in the Bill of Rights. Let's talk about that. But no, they're not. They don't want that. This is not. This is not a tit for tat on that deal. We're all waking up to it. I think the biggest disappointment and the biggest revelation to conservatives is that you are being betrayed on a regular basis by people who claim to think like you think and speak like you speak and care about what you care about. They don't. A lot of them absolutely do not, and they're being outed. And those people need to be run out of office in 22 and in 24. We have to clean the slate and put actual patriots into these positions. Yeah. You know, when I started this podcast, John, I was talking about my first boss, President Nixon, who I worked for during the last years of his life. And I always raise a quote from him where he said, uh, he said, you know, I've got more respect for a true believing communist than I do for an American Democrat, because at least the communist tells you exactly what they believe. Well, now it, it, there's a variation on that in America, which is the Democrats are basically communists now. So I call them the Democrat communists. They are telling you exactly what they believe, exactly what they intend to do. This is all by design, all the catastrophes around us on the economy, the southern border. It's all happening on purpose. Otherwise, they would change course and they're not. So this is all a deliberate implosion of the country. But the flipping Nixon's uh, statement on its head, it's the Republicans. This is to your point. They, they talk a good line about limited government, fiscal responsibility, protecting you, America first, but they don't. So I actually now have more respect for an American Democrat that tells you, hey, I'm a communist, I'm doing all this to you on purpose, versus a Republican who will lie to you and then become part of the uni party as soon as they're in power. Yeah, I'll call those people Judas Republicans. Yes. Because Judas, Judas was one of the 12 disciples, and he was in Jesus's, he was supposed to have Jesus's back. Like he was supposed to be one of them. And one of his own is the one that turned him in. One of his own is for 30 pieces of silver, betrayed him and sent him to the cross. And so when you look at these Republicans that that betray us, they lie to us, they get the position of power, then they go in there and play patty cake with the communists. That The word I use is Judas, because to me, that that is exactly what that is. Yes, and that's why we're working really hard to primary these Judases, like Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger. I mean, Liz Cheney is going to be out of Congress here pretty soon. Adam Kinzinger is just leaving because he knows he can't win again. But we've got to get America first conservatives, populists in there. And Trump did a world of good in terms of doing the political blocking for people who think like we do and actually do want America first. But he's only one guy, as powerful as he is. So we need more in office at all levels, whether it's president, governors, Congress, uh, your local school board. I've had school board candidates on this show to support them, you know, regular moms who are horrified what's going on. We need to get involved at, at all levels in order to take our country back. All right, John, let's hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what you've got cooking. You've got all kinds of great projects going on. More with country superstar John Rich on the other side. Sit tight.
All right, we're back with country music legend and my friend, I'm so blessed to call him my friend, John Rich, who's got a number of exciting things going on, which I want to get into, but I have one other question for you, John, because before the break, we were talking about electing America first Republicans and taking our country back. Do you have any predictions for November's midterm elections and then 2024? Do you think Donald Trump is going to run again? Uh, I think he's going to run again. Personally, I don't think anybody knows for sure, but I would guess if he's healthy and, and feeling it, he's going to run again. Uh, as far as the 2022 elections, listen, this uh, the amount of turmoil that I see coming, that you see coming and all of us see coming over the next few months. Um, I can just imagine the other side letting it get to such a degree that the election itself uh, becomes endangered. It becomes a, a question mark. How is it going to go? Is everybody going to be allowed to go vote? Are we going to be mailing in ballots again? Are there truckloads of ballots going to be showing up in the middle of the night again? What is going to happen? But but to that, I say, I don't have any control over any of that. You have to go vote. I, th- I think people are going to vote in such magnitude that even if the other side tries to tries to tinker with this with this thing and, and put their thumb on the scale, I think the wave of voters is going to be so huge they're not going to be able to overcome it. But it, it does have me concerned. Doesn't it have you concerned to think about uh, r- the Roe v. Wade decision that's going to come out? You've got gun legislation that's about to come out that I'm sure you've read that. It's unbelievable what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and- of course, gas, gas problems, food, food shortages, all these things that are coming up soon leading into the election. It is going to be a tumultuous year. I think people need to stay close to their family. They need to pray a lot. They need to get to know their neighbors really well. Uh, I mean, you need to be talking about this. It is, it's wild. All the things that were called conspiracy theories over the past couple of years have been proven right again and again and again and again. So if we're on that kind of a trail, then what's to say that the next two or three things that the left is calling a conspiracy is not also actually very true. Anytime I see fact checkers say, the second I see fact checkers say that this, this claim is false, I go, well, then you know it's by God true if the <laughs> fact checkers say it. Yes. I mean, can I be a fact checker? I'm sorry. Who's the fact checker? It's it's the most ridiculous thing. I mean, it's almost it's become a parody of itself where when the American public sees fact checkers say we just laugh and roll our eyes and like, oh, OK, I'm going to read the story. That way I'll know what the truth is. Yeah. And that's how ridiculous this is. We have to vote in mass and we have to vote like a tidal wave. Absolutely. I would love to have John Rich as a fact checker, by the way, like running Wikipedia and stuff. That would be, oh, yeah. that would be fantastic. Be, be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what they say, the difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth is about six months. And actually, right. it's, it's getting shorter. It's more like three months now. All right. So you've got all this great stuff going on. Let's talk first about Redneck Riviera. Tell us about it. How did the idea start and how's it going? So Redneck Riviera is a phrase that's been around a long time since the, the early 60s. And it's what people would refer to the Gulf Coast. Uh, as the Redneck Riviera, and it was a tongue-in-cheek way of saying, we can't afford to go to the French Riviera, so where are we going to go, guys? Let's go to the Redneck Riviera. Let's go to the blue-collar place we can afford to go to, and if you've ever been down there, it's the best beaches, the best food, the best people, the best music, and 
regular paycheck to paycheck families can actually afford to drive down there and go have a great time. Well, I grew up in a double wide trailer in Amarillo, Texas. I have a high school diploma and that's my pedigree. <laughs> that's it. Nothing fancy going on with this guy. And so I'm, I'm well aware of what month to month paychecks are like growing up. I know what, what parents go through to scrape together some money to go take a vacation every couple of years. And so as that phrase was sitting out there, I thought, man, that is one of the best phrases ever because it, it's the affordable way to have a premium experience. And I want to put some I want to put some stuff behind that brand. So I actually went had to battle the trademark office in D.C. for almost a year to get the trademark. They denied me the trademark because they said you can't trademark a geographical location. So my attorney says, well, John, now I know why nobody's ever trademarked it. They say you can't trademark a geographical location. So there you go. And I said, well, no, not there you go. And he goes, well, that's their answer. I said, well, it's a wrong damn answer. And he goes, well, what do you want me to say? And I I asked my attorney, I said, is this a guy in Washington, (laughs) D.C. telling you where the Redneck Riviera is? He goes, yeah. I said, okay, ask him a question. It's three words. Where is it? (laughs) Last time I checked, nobody pays taxes to the Redneck Riviera. You can't mail a letter to the Redneck Riviera and nobody's address is the Redneck Riviera. I want to know where he thinks it is. So this guy sends back the Wikipedia answer to where is the Redneck Riviera? And I can quote it because I've got it framed and hanging on the wall at my house. Redneck Riviera is a colloquial term used to describe the beachfront between Destin, Florida and Gulf Shores, Alabama, otherwise known as the Emerald Coast. That was his answer. And I said, I got you, sucker, because you forgot about Myrtle Beach, South Carolina and South Padre Island, Texas. I start going online and I'm looking for that phrase and who all's using it. Here's the one that sent it over the edge. Lady's got her feet propped up. The sun's going down into the ocean. She's holding a Corona in her hand. This is a Facebook post. She says, another beautiful sunset here in the Redneck Riviera. Would you like to know where she was? Delaware. (laughs) That's where all the rednecks hang out. It's in Delaware, right? So I sent all that back to to D.C. and I said, it's the same place Margaritaville is, but it's just a different group of people. It's a state of mind. It is an attitude. It is not a place. And boom, I got the trademark back in 2008. So since 2008, I have uh, now have Redneck Riviera Whiskey, which is in 14,000 stores, Monica, all throughout the United States. I'm in all the big blue chip grocery stores and retailers, all the mom and pop shops. 10% of my profits on every single bottle I've dedicated back to the Folds of Honor. Folds of Honor puts kids through college who lost a parent in combat. And to me, I cannot think of a stronger way to say thank you for your service than to look after somebody's kids. As a dad myself, if you said, John, anything ever happens to you, what what would you want me to do? I'd say, man, make sure nothing happens to my two boys. That's what we would say. So Folds of Honor is doing that in real time. Redneck Riviera Whiskey and and the brand in general has now generated well over a million dollars in the last three years back to the Folds of Honor. So you can can find that product, like I said, all over the U.S., the store locators on redneckriviera.com. But Monica, I've got American glass, American corks, American labels, and of course, American blended whiskey. I think I'm the only bottle in any liquor store out there that can say it is literally 100% made in the USA, packaged in the USA, everything about it. And of course, that's getting more expensive by the day, thanks to Uncle Joe. But we've kept our prices right where they are because the whole point of it is make it affordable, but also make it premium. 
and support the things that we all support. Number one being our military. Short of the United States military, we do not have the right to pursue happiness. We're the only nation on earth that ever gave its citizens the right not to be happy, the right to pursue happiness. That's the only thing a human can really ask for is a right to exhaust their potential. That's why we have lines coming into the country and no lines going out because every human being wants what Americans already have. And I know that for a fact, as a, like I said, a guy that grew up pretty, pretty lean and mean, nothing but a high school diploma. I've been able to go out here, think big, work hard, tackle big things and succeed and chase down the American dream. That's why we give back to the folds of honor. And use all of the talents that God gave you and work really hard. This is the land of opportunity for a reason, John. And you are the epitome of the American dream. You really are. And then to take that extraordinary success that God blessed you with and turn it around for for those in need, particularly the United States military, is just extraordinary. I mean, God gave you that platform for a reason. He continues to give you that platform for a reason. And again, that platform is not just country music, where John is an absolute legend, but this brand Redneck Riviera, where you're taking these the par, a portion of the profits and giving it back to our military that has sacrificed so much via uh, Folds of Honor. I mean, you are just an extraordinary person and American, John. I mean, this is just really important work, and we thank you so much. Well, it's, it's kind of you to say, and you know, it's 10%. So, you know, a lot of brands will say a portion of our proceeds go to whatever. Well, what does that even mean? I always had a problem with that phrase, portion of the proceeds. What does that mean? A penny, a dime? Like, what is that? Right. Mine, 10% of the profits of the brand go back to Folds of Honor. And what does 10% represent? Well, my dad's a preacher, still is a preacher. He'll be 70 this summer. My dad's preached in half the prisons in the United States. I mean, he taught me what tithe was, T-I-T-H-E, Malachi 3.10, longest verse in the Bible talks about tithe. He taught me what that was when I was five years old. He said, John, I don't care if you're rich, broke, or somewhere in the middle, you always give 10% of what you make to other people that need it, period. And so I look at this brand like that and I go, well, where's the tithe go on Redneck Riviera? And then I think, well, what's the only reason a guy like me can even be an entrepreneur and go after things like this. Well, it's because the United States military has kept every other empire that's ever come after us from England to Germany, uh, Japan, Italy, all of them. Nobody's ever been able to take us down and take our rights away and our right to pursue happiness away because men and women in this country have been willing to step up and die if necessary so that the rest of us can continue down the road. And looking after their kids, man, I can't think of a stronger way to say thank you for your service. Uh, amen. It's just an extraordinary project you've got going here. RedneckRiviera.com, all of their products. Go online, check it out when you're in Nashville. Go to the bar, Redneck Riviera. Support this cause however you can. Uh, finally, John, before I let you go, you've written a brand new song called Progress. What's that about? <laughs> oh, you're the first person to ask me about this song. <laughs> not released yet. Thank you for bringing this up. I actually shot the video to it a couple of days ago. We're getting that ready to go. And then I'm, I'm probably going to release this thing next month. Um, what's always been so ironic to me is that the left is pushing all these disastrous things on our country under the name of progress, mm-hmm. progressive. And I go, if that's their version of progress, they can stick that where the sun don't shine. I mean, if that's what you call progress, I don't want anything to do with it. So you want to hear a few of the lyrics? Cause you'll be the first one to hear this. Please. Okay. Uh, 
it says, there's a hole in this country where its heart used to be. And oh, glory's divided and on fire in the street. They say building back better will make America great. Well, if that's the wave of the future, all I've got to say is stick your progress where the sun don't shine. (laughs) Take your big mess away from me and mine. If you leave us alone, well, we'd all be just fine. So stick your progress where the sun don't shine. I love it. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, now I really can't wait to hear this song. I was I was eager for it anyway. I was like, oh, when is it coming out? Not on iTunes. I need to download this. I cannot wait for next month to hear this song. And bravo for you, uh, John, in every direction. You are just, you're extraordinarily talented. So thank you for sharing your talents uh, with us via music, but also your extreme generosity and support for the United States uh, military and your fellow American. You're so generous, philanthropic, philanthropic with all of the gifts that God has given to you. And I'm just so blessed to call you my friend. Well, I feel the same way about you and thank you for the time and uh, come back to Nashville. Give me a heads up. We'll go. I'll be your personal tour guide and we'll do it the right way. Might even bring out the old 68 Cadillac DeVille convertible and ride you around like Patsy Cline back in the day. (laughs) Well, now you're talking. Okay. Now you got, you had me a Cadillac. Okay. (laughs) 1968. Fantastic. Redneck Riviera is the brand. It is uh, fantastic in, in every way but also, you know, the support for the military with 10% of the profits going to support Folds of Honor and the Children of Our Fallen. So check them out, redneckriviera.com. Go to Nashville, go to the bar, check it out and just support John and his work because he truly is one of the good guys. John Rich, everybody. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Monica. You bet. What a fantastic show, right? We've covered so much ground. Great conversation with the legendary John Rich. So thanks for being here. Now let's dip into the email bag. Chris writes about John Durham and the Sussman trial. He writes, don't underestimate Durham. They know what they're doing. Stay calm. Hope you're right, Chris. Staying calm. Next email. Hi, Monica. It's your friend, Dr. Drew. And by the way, you guys, this is not Dr. Drew Pinsky, by the way. This other Dr. Drew writes, I think that when the leftists push Joe Obama out of uh, the White House and move Kimmy in, meaning Kamala, they won't put Hillary or Michelle in as vice president. Remember, we were talking about how they're going to try to maneuver this. Uh, He writes, I think they will give it to Pete, meaning Pete Buttigieg. It's certainly possible for your predictions to come true, but I think they are so evil and hate the good people of the U.S. so much that they will go for the most abhorrent person they can. Next subject, Monica, you have a platform, you are influential and are recognized around the world. You touched on this when discussing election fraud, ballot harvesting, etc., But please start shouting at the legislatures in Pennsylvania, Arizona, Georgia, and anywhere else from which the next election may be stolen. As you said, we need to be prepared. I think Fauci is going to try for another lockdown around election time and push for illegal mail-in ballots. Well, Drew, I have been talking about this. I have been doing this. We need all hands on deck 
including yours. So everybody, please volunteer to be an election day worker, monitor, observer, because we need everybody out there. And by the way, there was a story yesterday, and uh, we'll look into it, about Mark Zuckerberg putting in another $80 million into local elections to try to install their people like they did last time around in the key states. I mean, guys, we have been screaming, didn't you fix us? Oh, well, state legislators really tried to fix it. Well, what what is going on? Status update, please, from the RNC and these state uh, Republican parties. Uh, what are you doing to block this from happening again? Because here we go again. Dr. Drew continues, your show keeps getting better and better. I wish you would go on longer. God bless you. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Drew. We appreciate the email and the very nice words. It is possible that the Democrats will bag Kamala and Joe and reach for someone like Pete Buttigieg, but it's risky. It's risky, though. But then again, so is keeping Joe or running Kamala, for that matter. So I think if they're going to go down this crazy road of replacing both of them, then they will go with a more tried and true personality like Mrs. Clinton or the worst case scenario, Mrs. Obama. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Thank you, Dr. Drew. Keep those emails coming. Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com and have a great weekend. I will see you on the other side on Monday. And on Monday, we're going to have a very important conversation with Cash Patel who was a top aide to Devin Nunes on the House Intelligence Committee, helped to blow wide open the Russia hoax back in 2017, wrote the Nunes memo along with Devin, blowing all this wide open. We're going to talk to him about where this investigation stands. That is going to be an incredible conversation. So that's Monday. Don't miss it. In the meantime, get some rest. Go see Top Gun Maverick if you haven't already. I am going to go see it, and I cannot wait. So enjoy your weekend, and I'll see you back here next week. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.